Oh my God, are you gardening as well today? So I had to build trellis and put it on the wall, got to build a shed, got to then plant the plants, install the water feature, and then build a rockery. Wow. Sounds like a lot, Brian. I thought right. about cutting the grass, and then I thought, I don't like doing that, so I'm not doing it. So that's as far as that went. You're like knee high now because of... I've decided that there aren't enough meadows in the UK, so I thought <laughs> I'd make, you know, submit my garden to the national count of meadows. A butterfly haven. And bees, yeah. Bees. Well, bees are slowly becoming extinct, and you're saving them a bee at a time. From how you've described your garden, I'm expecting it to be like half a mile long. It's just so, a tiny long garden, lots of It is long. Bit, like a, a Sahara-like bit. <laughs> I still have the original bomb shelter. That's where we should host a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I only woke up half an hour ago. <laughs> I've been up since half seven, that's quite early for me. I rolled out of bed and thought, oh, Roller skating is actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. I managed to make it a minute straight without falling. You don't concentrate for half a second, that, that was it. Bang! Straight on my ass. Bit of a non-PC response because it's a mega sore ass. Welcome back. <laughs> right, come on then. Let's go. So, hello. Welcome to another episode of Digitals in a Cruel World podcast. Delighted to have you here. Hopefully you'll get plenty of exciting news and updates from today's episode. So without further ado, Ryan, how's your uh, week gone? How are things? Yeah, week's gone pretty well. Thanks, mate. Um, enjoying a bit of proper sun. Now we hit, I think, spring after a very elongated winter and I've been working out in the garden. So I'm exhausted because my body is not built for that. Indeed. Our delightful third wheel uh, member of the team. How are things for you, darling? I really well. I have put my body through the paces because I've just painted, like been spent, I spent all the last couple of days painting and then I decided to take up a new hobby, which is roller skating. So that's pretty painful. Don't try roller skating as an adult without pads because if you fall, it does hurt. So very 80s, I love it. There's two roller skate parks near where we are, and then roller disco. It's amazing. Well, that can be our next outing then. Yeah, I've been I've been a couple of times with my daughter. It's been good. Have well, you? So you're quite good. I bet you're quite good at roller skating, aren't you? I've got everything in there. Oh, you make me sick. <laughs> How's your week been, John? My week's been amazing. I've been uh, I've been out in front for the last two weeks working, and we had week in the slopes and the alps and then we had a week down on the south coast and the sun finally made it on the day before we left <laughs> we've had it all here instead absolutely not at all jealous right without further ado should we crack on with the news sounds good anyway <laughs> anyway anyway so Kicking off, Namisma launched an official integration with Dext, which confused me actually, because I remember about a year and a half ago, they said that there was a Dext integration. So it was quite surprising to see, obviously it's the official launch, and there's like a little breakdown video of how it works with Dext Prepare, 
and that you can use the OCR technology to publish the sales invoices, supplier bills, receipts from the DEX platform into Numismas cloud bookkeeping software, which I haven't tried. I've not looked at Numismas cloud bookkeeping software before. I don't know if you guys have any experience or any feedback on it, but there's a quick little video that breaks down the process. Um, maybe spend a little bit of money on your videos though. It's good that Dext are continuing to develop because I think it's been quite quiet in the development pathway. The Dext prepare anyway for a while. They've been focusing on commerce recently since that purchase of Greenback last year. But I've not used Numisma's bookkeeping. I haven't explored that at all, so I don't know what that's like. But I've got something on a different area. So Pento, which I talked about early on in the podcast, which is a relatively new payroll software over in the UK, they have launched their partnership channel. They've hired Yeppe Bender Lassen. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. My apologies, Yeppe, if I've got that completely wrong. Um, but they've hired him to uh, build out their partnerships function. Um, this is following um, their Series B round early this year or end of last year, which is $35 million, which I'm sure India has covered previously on the, the pod. But it's good that they're starting to partner with accountants because they were pretty much going direct to market previously. I think they've realized actually a lot of the other, a lot of their competitors go to the accounting space to build out. Interesting. And in other news, Capitalize finally made it onto the Zero App Store, which is exciting times. So for anyone that doesn't know, Capitalize is basically, I suppose, if you like, an online broker. Lots lots of funding searches available on there for all types of funding. So whether it's a bank overdrafts to your invoice finance and other products like that, they, they have uh, a whole of market approach to what they try and do. And it's been a fairly torturous journey, I think, for Capitalize to get into the zero, uh, originally the zero marketplace and then onto the app store. They were on there and then they were kicked out for a while because zero made their money from some of the other funders that are available in the app store. And now they've finally, finally made it back again. So it's uh, interesting times. It's, it's good for accountants because for a time at one point, there was only a QBO connection into the product. Yeah, interesting for, for everyone to see. So do we know why Zero have changed tack on this? Because I guess previously they, they banned pretty much any of those lending comparison sites. And it's weird they've now changed that approach and brought Capitalize in. Are we expecting to see some of the others, such as funding options and Swoop now appear? Was there anything in this announcement, John? Or was it just basically they've just appeared on the marketplace or in the store? Well, there was no... There was no dirty laundry in the announcement, which is disappointing. Uh, I, I suppose like, probably one of the reasons is obviously with the App Store now, zero take a percentage of anything that com- comes through the platform. So my hypothesis might be that that would be one of the reasons for allowing them back on. And and hopefully this does open the door for, for some of the others like funding options and Swoop to, to get in there as well. Well, what we could infer from it is that zero have seen that there is an opportunity for financing and for the lending options to work closer with its own platform. So in the past, Zero acquired Waddle to produce a solution that allowed SMEs to get access to different financing options. I don't think that's really gone anywhere. And then since then has explored some other relationships. Um, But it's quite an investment of time to, to put a new form of technology into their platform without having road tested it first as a, an opportunity for them to measure the uptake of some of these different technologies to see whether they work within 
the platform and whether um, SMEs really benefit from them before then looking at what other things they could and should put onto their roadmap. Speaking of things that haven't really made as much progress or traction, there's an article this week by Johan on why accounting software partnerships fail. And he lists a couple of the points that we've spoken about before on this podcast in terms of building something that is a true partnership rather than using the accountants as a channel partnership. And then he goes into whether accountants are the right channel for businesses to work with. And this is a sign of a lot of the apps that are working with accountants at the moment are either drawing back a bit from some of the channel as a whole or at least considering their options and and thinking of how else they can work with other types of vendors in this space have you guys noticed that or did you guys catch the article and how many comment on it because i know that you work with johan in what is it that you guys are you're some like visionaries early adopters we work with johan in the early adopters hub yeah it's like vision people that work with him do you guys have any comments Johan makes a very good point. The software vendor, software developer has to decide what they're going to get out of the partnership with the accountant. There's a, a lot of saturation in the, in the marketplace. It's hard to make yourself known. And accountants are well known for taking ages to make a decision. And then once they're partnered with someone, it, it takes a lot for them to change because it's a big effort for them. And a lot of the accountants, this is just a, it's a sideline, the app advisory or the digital efficiency of their clients. So, a lot of the sector-specific ones, they benefit a lot more from going direct to market. If it's solving a specific problem for an accountant, then it's worth having an accountant channel. Okay, so the government have announced, and God knows how they managed to do this in between Partygate and the war in Ukraine and God knows what else, but they've managed to announce that they are preparing to regulate stable coins for payments in the UK. So for anyone that's not familiar with what this term means in the crypto space, stable coin is something that's pegged to, to a, a normal a standard currency. So that could be sterling, it could be US dollars, it could be euros, etc. So we're expecting to see more and more stable coins being released and effectively this is what the government are intending to, to, to regulate. So these will be less volatile cryptocurrencies in, in comparison to the likes of you know, the more familiar names like Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc. So an interesting move. <laughs> or, uh, but it's what we need to see is what that means for the wider crypto space. So are they going to try and accommodate the, uh, the non-stable coin cryptos in this piece at some point in the future? Or does that mean that effectively they just want to exclude non-stable coins from the financial system completely? That, that's probably the question to be asked out of, it, out of this. I don't know. The jury is still out on cryptocurrency. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out of this development with the UK but I'm less interested in this. It's my question, John, is is this the new open banking for you? Are you going to be the one, the expert on cryptocurrency for the pod going forward? As I think we've established before, Ryan, if you make it sound like you know what you're talking about, people will believe it. I'll continue to stick to that mantra. Getting a lot of muff action on your video as well. Is that yeah, intentional? We, we can see a lot of muff. All the professionals bring them into shot, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> talk to talk delicately into them. I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton, guys. It's very seductive. Are you on the first series? Oh, I've seen them all. I I, I was on the first series. It's very randy. (laughs) The second one started not so randy. I'm surprised to hear that you watched it. Have you watched Bridgerton, John? Have you watched it? 
Crosshair, it's got boobs in. And there's the John we know and love. All right, so let's let's jump into some specific app news and updates. So Arthur have released a few updates recently. So the Arthur Online is a property management app. Used to focus on residential property, is expanding to um, a lot a lot wider scope, commercial, sublets, etc. Has had a deep integration with Zero and have brought out what they call Arthur Analytics, um, which I guess is an advanced reporting pack that sits within Arthur, giving you more detail on your business data or your property management data. They've also announced that they are releasing the integration with Fixflow. Fixflow is a maintenance request system. So a lot of businesses in the property management area work with Fixflow. It makes sense for them to build this integration, although Arthur already has a maintenance management system inside it. By building the integration, they're hoping to win uh, those clients that are using Fixflow into just the financial management side of Arthur. They're also building a integration into Home People, which is a prospective tenant information or referencing service. I, it looks at uh, who those tenants are, your prospective tenants, and basically, are you going to get paid from them? So uh, helping those landlords to establish if they're likely applicants are going to become reliable tenants. I've got some SIFT updates. They've made quite a few interesting updates over the last uh, few weeks. First one is that they have a feature called scheduled reports, which are given an overhaul. For those people who, who haven't seen SIFT, you, they've got the ability to effectively uh, try and automate that process of doing things like month-end management account reports, for example. They've given this a bit of an overhaul, made it look a little bit nicer. It's a bit more, a bit more intuitive for the user, so it's definitely a good thing. They've also then added in things like a budget builder and pricing insights. So, so really getting into some more of the granular information. These are requests that are coming from users to, to support small businesses to try and you know get, dig into that detail of the information that you're getting from uh, the accounting package you've got connected to SIFT and do a little bit more with it. And then finally, they've also introduced a VAT and GST review process in a similar way that we would have seen in maybe Xavier Analytics, which is obviously now part of DEX, is they had a, a VAT review system in there and, and the SIFT one looks uh, quite similar in terms of being able to spot whether there are potential inconsistencies in the data and, and things that might or might benefit from a little bit more exploration. Yeah, SIFT consistently build out their offering. It is a bit of a concern to me in the fact that they seem to be stretching into so many different areas where you've got apps that focus in those specific areas that they may actually become not that great at everything rather than great at a specific thing. I don't know if, John, if you've used SIFT before or worked with SIFT, but they do seem to have quite a broad range to their product. I used SIFT in the early days and I must admit I've not used it um, in the last few months. So apart from having a quick look at these features as they've come in, I haven't used it in anger if you like. The main thing for me is that when SIFT launched, the big thing was they had quite a, a simplistic product in terms of it was nice and easy to use. So not, not simplistic in terms of not being capable. But what that also meant was that they were able to keep that price quite low for that product in comparison to competitors in the market. Obviously now as they're building out more and more features, I'm waiting for the point in time where they have to start increasing their costs to pay for this development work and to pay uh, to, for increased anticipated usage. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, we talked about price, but if that's something that set them apart for other accountants, there's going to come a point in time, I suspect, where their prices are going to have to come up a little bit. Maybe if you were shopping around the market on a price-only basis, you may not pick SIF anymore. Yeah, well, we're working slightly with SIF at the moment, and they did increase their prices quite notably at the end of last year but they're still on that all-in-one package they're not charging per client they're not charging per user you get everything for an amount per month and 
the big shock will be if they change that pricing model. Anyway, a quick update on Comma. They have now integrated with both Revolut and Wise. Uh, this is for single payments at present, although they're building out bulk payments. They've also made some other tweaks to the app, focusing on the integration with Zero. They constantly continue to develop that forward. I'm sure we're going to see further uh, integration in different banks over the course of the next couple of months. So I read something quite interesting from the Wall Street Journal uh, a few days ago, which was talking to one of the finance team leaders at Google, and they were just talking about what their approach is uh, to how they run finances at, at Alphabet and at Google. Uh, clearly, huge, massive company now, way, way out of the league of the typical things that, that most accountants would deal with. But what I found was quite insightful. They said their key focus on everything is to automate as much as possible. Clearly, Google have significant resources uh, available to them, but they did basically say that at one point they were running their ERP system alongside Google Sheets and having to manipulate a lot of data manually. And what they've started to do is they've created a data lake and they've also then been able to run a whole host of AI and, and other processes on the top of that to make processing of pretty much all of their data automated. One thing that they have automated and they said was most successful was on forecasting, which I found really interesting because forecasting is an area where I think a lot of accountants really struggle in terms of the apps that are in the marketplace and their accuracy, particularly those that propose they're using some form of AI or machine learning to assist with that process. What Google said was that their forecasting is 80% accurate and that's better accuracy than they get if an individual tries to do the same process. So fascinating insights on, on what they're doing. And I suppose if, if one of the largest companies in the world is looking to automate as many processes as possible, that leads away for all of us accountants who are dealing with SMEs in particular and what we should be focusing on for them being more efficient. Yeah, that's amazing if they get 80% accuracy. Something for, you know, as you said, the apps in this space to aspire to, John. Yep. I've got something a little bit different. The FRC are to regain powers to strike affordances. So not specific, I guess, to app news, but in essence, any entity that is a public interest entity would be, I guess, in the realm for the FRC to restrict what they can do. So if they find that the auditor of a PIE, uh, public interest entity, um, has not performed sufficiently, they can uh, restrict what they can do. They can basically suspend their auditing activities, which is pretty huge. The reason I mention this is there's quite a lot of activity going on in the audit space at the moment. I think it's been identified that, you know, current audit methodology is just not sufficient to provide comfort to the general public and on those, those, those entities that are of public interest. And one business in this area called Audit Chain who are at the Digital Accounting Show, which are trying to take all of that auditing away from the individual auditing firms and bring that to people. So you'd be able to audit a specific transaction, uh, regulate a specific area, and you do that en masse to bring it all together. It audits the entire of the financial statements. Completely different to how audit's been done, and which is always done in arrears. This is in real time. Be interesting to see if it is successful. Completely new. Hopefully we'll have more information on this in the future. Something that I caught on the raises, it was 175 million 
dollars raised by wage stream an incredible amount of series c funding from a company empowered to reduce the poverty premium and prevent employees from entering debt cycles the fact that financial exclusion and the rising cost of living has created a hard working capital pattern for most employees looks like they are on their mission to make sure that this is rolled out to um, as many countries as possible, specifically UK, US, Spain and Australia. So they're scaling up their growth teams in all of those countries. And it was a, a round that was predominantly 60 million that were equity investment led, led by Smash Capital and then a few others. So very exciting. This is an idea that's taken shape over many, many years. And it looks like it's been backed in the past by a lot of different charities, which have also been supported by Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. Finally, last little tidbit, which I wanted to get your opinion on. I've never seen this before. I don't know if it's a common thing that Zero would do, but there was an announcement that Azet and Zero will work together to drive a brighter future for small businesses. So it looks like some partnership announcement ahead of MTD for ITSA. Azet, it's one of the largest regional accountancy firms in the UK. So it seems like a, a partnership to ensure clients will have compliance with the MTD legislation and just as a zero partner. Is that standard? Is that common? Do most people get that, Ryan? It's not common in for just UK firms. And Zero have been doing this for their international partnerships. And um, they've done this with BDO. I'm trying to remember the other one that I've seen the announcement on. But in essence, if a global partnership has committed to working with zero across multiple countries. Zero make an announcement very similar to how they've done it with Azits. Obviously, now they bring it down to just scale. And the fact that Azits are committing to working with zero for a certain number of clients means that they make a strategic announcement. What Azits will get out of this is certain other benefits or investment from zero to enable them to scale up quickly across their client base. I've been through this process. We haven't actually got to the point of launching anything yet, but it's it's not amazing, I'd say. You do get a certain amount of support. It's a marketing stunt, I would say, the, the announcement, rather than anything else. That There's no greater working together apart from the fact that assets are committed to working with Zero and Zero are going to invest more in helping assets scale up their client base. Interesting. Insightful. Insightful, yeah. I love the fact you said interesting. <laughs> Um, Insightful, helpful, wonderful. Good job. So that rounds off app news for this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, could you do us a huge favor? And could you either um, share it on your LinkedIn? If you're bold and brave, you get bonus points for that. Or could you at least subscribe to the podcast? Because what we want to try and do is track the engagement with each of them and we want to measure what the uplift is after this podcast just to see if it's of interest and if we're hitting the mark if you want to get in touch with us or would like to feature on an episode you know what to do we're on digital and a cruel world website linkedin or you can connect with ryan myself or john on linkedin have an amazing week and catch us on the next one